welcome to Theatre Club Podcast. We bring you theatre reviews, theatre news, and sometimes some theatre-themed booze. We don't have a cocktail plan for this week, do we? No, and we didn't the last week, so but sorry you know, to listeners, we've been so busy. We're going to say at the top of the show, we've not done a podcast for a long time. <laughs> the last time, we didn't see any theatre in September, isn't that mad? That's Usually we see a show a week. Usually? Yeah, usually, sometimes twice a week. If, you're, if this is the first episode you're listening to, it's not the best way to open with us saying we haven't seen any theatre, <laughs> but this is a theatre podcast, we assure you. We usually go see lots of stuff. It's just been a bit of a, um, we just haven't seen much, but in this episode of Theatre Club Podcast, we have finally been to see some things in October, and we're going to be reviewing My Neighbour Totoro, new theatre production at the Barbican by the RSC that's just opened. We'll be reviewing the band's visit, just opened at the Donmar. Don New musical come out from Broadway. Alice, back to you the went future, to see Back to the Future. Without you. And I went to see Tina the musical. So we've actually got, you know, we've been to see, we didn't see anything for a whole month, and then we've got four shows to talk about. So that's something. And we up. also tried to go and see a show today. Yes, we were going to have a review of brand new hot show, which I think we did as a top tip. Music by Elton John and Jake Shears, starring Andrew Reynolds from Book of Mormon. It's the new Tammy Faye musical. So off we go down to the Almeida Theatre in Angel. We arrive at the door at seven o'clock and thinking, wow, it's looking really empty in the foyer. Maybe everyone's just slightly arriving late this evening. Yeah, it's a bit then, chilled. Yeah, and then there's someone not on the door, and I'm like, oh, wait, does he work here? He catches right. He's like, oh, did you not get the email that we sent out two hours ago at 5pm? Um, the show has been cancelled tonight. Um, they had, this is, when we were recording this, 25th of October, the night before press night, they've had an injury, apparently, and the whole bloody show's cancelled. Did he say injury or accident? I think he said there's been... An, he said a cast member has been injured. Cast member's been injured. We're cancelling the performance. Yeah, which is pretty wild. And he's like, I'm so sorry, but you can go get a drink at the bar. To which I said... Free drink. You don't have to apologise. It's not your fault. Because he's standing there having to like do this do to groups of people. Everybody. And he's yeah. doing it very nicely. And then it dawns on me... That the show cannot be rebooked. They will not be it moving sold out our show. seats. We will not be seeing Tammy Faye, the new musical with music by Elton John. And at that point, I think, actually, no, I am. I'm bitterly disappointed. You know and what I mean? It's pretty wild to cancel a show at five o'clock as well. I know these like accidents happen, but usually, I guess because it's in previews, they don't have an understudy who can who could have gone on tonight. It just seems wild. So. It's just been such a day for Oscar. I mean, to start off with that spider in my room and then to finish with that. Tammy Faye let down. It's just been... We never found that spider. I heard you scream from upstairs. <laughs> and then by the time I came up to recce... Uh, but I was got... getting changed when it happened. I picked something up to put on. It... Um, it I saw it... something out of the corner. You know how it always happens? You see something black and then you're like, what's... Oh, hang on. And then it, you see it. And then I screamed. And then I ran downstairs. I picked a towel up from the bathroom on my way. I came down. Oh you were on a Zoom. I put my head around the door. And you were like, no one can see you. You had your, you were on mute, weren't you? Yeah. And then you were like, this will be wrapping up in a minute. So I sat down here. That was my first mistake because I was then cold because I just had mm-hmm. the towel. But really, my second mistake was that I didn't keep my eye on it. Yeah. So then when you did come to look for it. Gone. Oh, gone. Now it's we've in got, there somewhere. Now we've got to live with it in the house. <laughs> Oh well, it, it'll be hiding somewhere in a corner. It's fine. It's fine. So it's been it's been a day of it, and like I said, we haven't reviewed anything for a long time, and we were hoping to have that. But we have four other great shows plus a top tip from Alice. So let's start with that. What is your top tip? 
This week, we have both booked to see Sylvia the Musical at the Old Vic. Now, we did kind of review this previously, I think. We oh, talked yeah, about it. we talked it. about it in an episode. Yeah, because this was a production um, that they tried to put on and then something went wrong and they Beverly Knight... The night I went to see it, one of the lead actors fell ill kind of mid-performance and then we had an interval and they were like, we're going to continue on, but in a sort of pared down version and then halfway through they were like we've got to stop and it all kind of stopped and then from then on this was a preview from then on the previews kind of got worse and worse and they pushed back the opening and pushed back the opening and then it basically opened and had a shortened run and finished it kind of was like it wasn't ready that was right and we were really disappointed because it was starring beverly knight and it is again this time who we love and i remember i actually messaged her on instagram and i was like i don't know what's happened but we were so excited to see Sylvia the musical and um, I hope everything's okay. And I think she might have written back. Um, so this is going to be on the 27th of January to the 1st of April, 2023. Mm-hmm. Tickets went on sale last week or the week before. And um, they are doing the PWC previews, which are the £10 tickets. But they don't go on sale until December. Okay. So we just decided to spend like £30. We got tickets on the dress circle, which is like the first circle on the sides. Um, £35 I think we spent. Or maybe they were 35 Yeah. And this musical is about Sylvia Pankhurst, who was the feminist, activist, pacifist, socialist and rebel. She is the lesser known Pankhurst at the heart of the suffragette movement. Oh yeah, because what, Emmeline, I guess, is the, the most famous. Isn't it just Pankhurst. Emily? No, it's Emily. Oh, is it? I thought it was Emily Pankhurst. I thought it was Emily, but I walked past the statue not but this weekend outside Parliament, <laughs> and it's Emmeline. Oh. Mm. So, following its 2018 run as a work in progress, Katie Prince's Sylvia is back where it all is began. That's what we're calling it now. It was a work in progress. Sure, <laughs> so, honey. Um, it's uniting dance, hip hop, funk, soul to shine a light on a remarkable moment in history with original music by Josh Cohen and DJ Wald. And I remember this being really good. There were moments I really liked and it was starting to get better actually in the second act of what we saw of it. So I think um, that work in progress, as they're calling it, hopefully, you know, it's going to be sort of new and improved. And obviously Beverly Knight's just... Well, this is what I was going to say. Like, yes, it's an important story and I'm excited to see how it's told. But I just, I would see Beverly open a packet of crisps. She's amazing. I love her. It's worth noting, you'll see on their website performances from Monday the 20th to Tuesday the 28th, so like a week's worth, Beverly won't be doing. So I'm sure her understudy will be great, but it's worth just checking if you're booking to see Bev. Yeah. Like we are. So Sylvia is at the Old Vic next year, January to April 2023. Um, There's really good price tickets ranging from like... Yeah, twenty pounds to like top price eighty pounds, but you can you can get a decent view for like thirty pounds. Yeah, thirty five pounds. Cool. Let's start with. Should we start with? I'll just quickly talk about Tina because that seems like so long ago now, and mm-hmm. we've already talked. You've already reviewed it on this podcast. Yes. I went to see Tina the musical for my birthday because it's very much a birthday show. I would describe it as. Yeah, it's a proper like West End night out. A West End night out, and that's totally what it was. But this is definitely like a bio play you know it's the life of tina Mm -hmm. and some of it was a little clunky like at the beginning some of the like remind me remind me there's it's just one of those sort of you know plays of and a lot of a lot of scenes opening with sort of exposition of like we've been on the road now for 20 years tina (laughs) or like it's been three years since that last scene Mm. like to tell the story some of the dialogue was just a bit hammy and some of the like there was a bit where her 
where Ike gets in a fight with someone and the sort of stage choreography, the fight choreography was just, I was like, is this supposed to be funny? It was so kind of broadly like, hacha, hacha. It was just a bit. But then obviously when when she starts singing and my Tina was called um, Alicia Paul Moses, there's two Tinas that alternate the role because it's, I mean, it's a huge sing. So I saw Alicia Paul Moses and she was incredible. And, you know, you get the whole story of Tina's life which is obviously very dark. Her whole domestic abuse situation was very dark. For the most part, you know, it was quite dramatic, but it, it it's not like a hard-hitting play. It is in the subject matter, but tonally, it doesn't always land those moments. I, but, what I found, remember thinking was really the bit that I hadn't kind of realised because I wasn't living through it with her at the time. Like, she wasn't in my era, was she? No. Like, yeah. she was so old when her career... Yes, like, it kind of her career with Ike had already. She finished. had it, and then she was like washed up, kind of like no one would take her, and she was kind of like walking around, like trying to get a, herself a solo career. Yeah, and I just hadn't believed that she'd like had this whole career and then had to start all over. Two again. whole things, yeah. yeah. So it's really interesting, and it's great, and it's like very inspiring. And I mean, I I could not believe that out of all the back catalogue of Tina's songs, they didn't do. Considering the whole, her relationship breaks up kind of in the first half, Ike's gone, and then the second half is her whole, like, new start of life. They didn't do I'm Not Missing You At All, or When The Heartache Is Over. Like, neither of those two, I'm like, those are both perfect mm. for, like, uh, those were, like, Tina's songs, you know, in her later career. Anyway, thought maybe that they, was weird. Maybe they couldn't get the rights, maybe it was too expensive. Yeah, I'm Not Missing You At All is a cover, but When The Heartache Is Over, I don't know. Anyway, when you get to the end, when I sort of got to the end of the show, I was like, that's not the end end, but when the sort of story had finished, I thought that was really good, had a fun birthday, got good, cheap rush tickets, but I thought this isn't, like, the best thing ever. I'm kind of, I'm not surprised it's closing in 2023. However, they then, at the end, after the sort of narrative is finished, they basically do a Tina Turner concert, and she comes on and sings Simply the Best. She does a reprise of Rolling on the River. The full band are there, and it's just like a full, like you're at a Tina concert. And then that kind of 10 minutes, you're like, oh, this is it. And that's this when you're allowed what. to, like, stand up. People, and... are, Oh, there were people in the aisles, like, going for it. But by that point, it's fine, because you're at a Tina Turner concert, seeing someone who's incredible... Like, it's almost like the real thing kind of thing. And I thought, okay, I can see why people keep coming back to this. This is like you walk away having had an amazing night because the show's pretty good, but that end bit's pretty spectacular because it's just like you hear all the best bits of Tina. I remember thinking that was a a very um, hit of endorphin. Endorphins. Endorphins. Hit rush, yeah. It's a really, it's a fun show. It's just some of it's a bit hammy in that way. Some West End shows, that's why when people are, I don't really like musicals, they're a bit cheesy. I'm like, yeah, because you've only really seen Tina... like things that are a bit cheesy in parts Mm. but you know that's fun I like I like it all I like to have a variety and I haven't seen a show like that for a long time so it's good fun speaking of which let's move straight on to Sneaky Sneaky you went to see Back to the Future didn't tell me that oh no it was a last minute thing okay was meeting up with my friend fine and we were going to go see To Kill a Mockingbird and then I was like actually do you know what I've been wanting to see Back to the Future let's get rush tickets Okay, fair enough. So we just did the £25... On the Today Ticks app. On the Today Ticks app. It was that kind of thing where he's like, I've got two in the thing. And then I was like, wait, wait. Let me see what I can get. Let me see what I can get. Hold those. The clock is ticking though. Yeah. That little countdown. But as we've realised, there is a mad rush at 10am when they go Mm. on sale, these rush tickets. But if you sort of wait a bit, sometimes things come back back on. So then sort of by 11.15, I was like, I think I've got two and they were up in the circle instead of the back of the stools yeah so i was sort of fourth row back in the circle and i thought 
These are, these are pretty good. Roji. Yeah. That's not fourth, is it? No. What is that? A, B, C, D. It's like eight yeah. rows back. So the, I was like, these will be fine. Mm-hmm. I hope. Like I'd looked on Theatre Monkey to see that where the overhang was. Like I did yeah. do a bit of research without you. Yeah. It was hard okay. work. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So it was a last minute thing. I had sort of heard really good things about it. But, you know, when you're like, I want to see what I think for myself. Yeah. And I have to say the sets, the scenery, the wigs, the costume, the whole production, even like how they, the, the how the cast are interacting with each other is top notch. Like it's so well rehearsed. Everyone sounds great together. It just like all of the props, you know how many like, this is how people need to see something slick. Slick. Yeah. It was so cool. Like, I don't even want to give anything away because it's just like, you need to see it for your own eyes. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Even like the way that, really I know we always, we've started talking about like the merchandising stalls and how pathetic some of them are, like mm-hmm. lackluster. Like, I don't want that crap keyring that you like made online. This, even they had like an oh, an 80s TV and like an 80s stereo next to the merchandising stand and like the hoodies were really, like the whole thing has really been thought of as uh, like, a nostalgia experience. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's doing quite well, as in like it's extended a few times. So I think they want to set it up as like Wicked. You know, the front of house is really set up to be a permanent yeah. fixture. It's and the guy idea. paying Marty Fly was just so good. The, like everyone was amazing. I don't even want to like name anyone specific because they were all on a level. And special shout out to the wigs and makeup department because every single person's hair was perfection. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember that was a thing I took away from Tina being like, why aren't the wigs better? Mm. Like, why are those wigs, like, not great? Yeah. Whereas these wigs were just so 80s, like, perfect, yeah. lace front wigs, like, really good. I loved it. What about the music? Because I've heard this, I've heard people say the special effects are incredible, mm-hmm. but I've heard a few people sort of say the music's like, blah. The music really reminded me, um, not in tone, but just in kind of... Like when I went to see Big the Musical, they they did well to like convey the story and they they slotted in nicely. But there wasn't like a song where I left being like, that was a really good song. I want to listen to that. I haven't listened to any of the music since. I don't remember yeah. the big number. There was no like, you know, like when you see a Lloyd Webber, you're like, oh, that motif. Yeah, that's yeah. A catchy Nothing was bit. kind of reprieved. Nothing was brought back. The songs weren't very funny. I want right. to say yeah. the humor all like in it was very broad. Mm-hmm. You know, like when people are getting picked on by bully, bullies, they're like, like his dad gets picked on. And, you know, yeah, that was like is. really like a bit cringe, you know, and like, oh, guys, I get it. I get it. He's really small. You're really big. Like, let's just move on. Yeah. Um, Mr. Bean kind of humor, which I'm not like a fan yeah, of. Yeah. But, um, but fun for a night out yes. and really good fun to like, I went to see, like went with my friend Josh and we haven't seen each other for ages. And sometimes you just want to watch like, it's the equivalent of watching something just a bit trashy on TV is just easy yeah. and slick, like you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I do want to see it. I'm definitely going to see it. Just for the, I've heard the, the, the how they do the DeLorean and travelling back in time and yeah, I all lo- the stuff's really Exactly. I don't I, even want to really talk want to about that, that because the way that they'd done that, I was just like, oh, that's really, that's that's really good. Mm, totally. I, yeah, I think I will see it and I will definitely do £25 today ticks. Um, oh, yeah. Because I had a look online like, to see if there's like any cheap, there's a, 
I do see some offers pop up every now and again, but if you buy them on the day, there were quite a few seats left for tonight when I looked, but they hadn't reduced them yet. They were quite expensive. They so. looked full when we were there. Yeah, they must be selling them somehow because there were quite a few this morning when I had a check and they weren't reduced or anything. Sometimes they reduce on the day, but I'll just do a today tip. Tell you 25 what, quid. row G of the first circle, which is called the dress circle, fantastic view. Absolutely brilliant. It's on at the... Adelphi Theatre? It's like the Adelphi Theatre, okay. which is by the Strand. You can go get Byron Burger beforehand. Mm-hmm. It was like a really nice midweek thing to do. Okay. But it's not going to be something like Six or like Chess, <laughs> where I just want to listen to the music afterwards. Right, yeah. I was like, it's more about the spectacle in the moment. Yeah, it was a fun night out, but don't rush. Yeah, just it's skip. extended like, to I'm next not like, year, you so... have to go see it, Oscar. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, I think it's running well into like summer 2023, so we've got a while. It seems like hope it'll be around. It's going to Broadway. They're opening it on Broadway really soon, I think. So really? they've obviously got like faith in it. I think that I think the like if you've got a you what's the word USP unique selling point of like that kind of special effect thing, people will go and see it. That kind of word of mouth has spread about that show. That it's I kind had of worth seeing. So obviously you and I used to watch it when we were like kids. Mm-hmm. I remember we had the film and like we watched it a few we times. We used to watch Back to the Future 2 more though than the first one. We had two for some reason only on video. So oh. that was all we watched most. Because I didn't remember that what the storyline heavily focuses on the fact that he goes back in time and, and meets his mum and his mum fancies him. Yeah, a bit kind of gross. That was... That, uh, that, that was problematic for me. I think Back to the Future 2, instead of the fantastical story that it was, should have just been about when the mum gave birth to her child in the 80s, realised that he then ended up looking like a guy that she once fancied, and then it was just <laughs> be her in therapy. Being like, wait, I used to really fancy this guy, and my son now looks just like him. And that's disturbing. And my husband's like still getting bullied in his current job, and he's not like what I thought he would be. And yeah. I'm just very confused. Reaganomics, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to go see it. So, Back to the Future, Adelphi Theatre, booking until 2023. Get a today, fun, get a today, text if you can. Yeah. Well, can't believe you went without me, but it was not like we said we were going to go see it together. I was just a bit shocked when you said you'd seen it. I thought, well, okay. Yeah, and it's do definitely. you know what? It wasn't. Sometimes when I watch something and it's so good, I think, oh, I wish I was watching this with Ask. But, you know, it wasn't that. It wasn't wasn't an experience that I was like, I feel guilty that I've seen something without (laughs) you. It was like, I've done one. It was like when I went to see Mo Poppins without you. I was like, I've done it for us both. I've done it for us both. I've saved you a bit of money. If you don't see it, you (laughs) know that I've seen it. Totally. Well, something I had to go and see without you. Let's move on to our next review. So we were supposed to go and see My Neighbour Totoro together at the Barbican Theatre. We booked it. I think we've talked about it. On the, we had it on the podcast. Maybe we've mentioned it before. I think it was a top tip. It might have been. Um, we were excited because I've seen the film. Um, it's obviously a very famous Studio Ghibli um, Japanese animation film by Hayao Miyazaki, who did Spirited Away, and obviously huge, huge cult following, massive fan base for these animated films. Music by Joe Hisayasi. And Joe Hisayasi has got together with the Royal Shakespeare Company, um, who did Matilda, obviously, the musical. We just called um, them the RSC. The RSC. Um, and they're doing this new production, so we were very excited to go see that. You then couldn't come because you went, you had something else to do. Going to uh, the NTAs, darling. Oh, I had to go to the NTAs. They got rescheduled because of Queenie dying and, yeah, had a diary clash. And, yeah, got to hit that red carpet. So I went with Rory and, um, 
we had both watched the film, so we were excited to go and see it. This has just opened at the Barbican Theatre beginning of October, and it runs until the 21st of January 2023. However, I believe it's mostly sold out because, like I said, this has a huge, like, cult following. It's the first time one of also, these animated like, films Also, the posters been... have been plastered all over the tube. I've seen yeah. posters for this. They've done a big push. I mean, it's a really famous animated film, and it's Studio Ghibli's, like, a real love for so many people and to I think it's probably the I think it is the first stage adaptation of one of these films so it's they're doing a big push for it and it's it's all sold out um I saw some tickets actually sneak back online for tonight's performance 140 quid in the stalls though it's not what I paid <laughs> so we went to see it um and it's got um puppets basically so it's like a, it's a magical tale about um, two small girls and their father. They move out to the country from the city because their mother's going in, is in hospital and they want to be nearer to her. So it's got this kind of like more serious undertone that maybe Western films of the time were not doing. That's kind of one of the things that makes the cartoon quite unique. And they discover sort of magic. The house is kind of haunted by these dust sprites. And then in the woods, the younger girl meets a magical creature called Totoro. This production, I was excited to see how they were going to create Totoro because he varies in size. He starts off massive when she first discovers him. And in the cartoon, she climbs up on top of him and he's like snoring and she's basically up on him like a trampoline, jumping on his belly and stuff. And this has puppetry by Basil Twist, who is a very famous... Um, theatre designer who does puppets. He works with Christopher Wilden a lot, actually. He oh. did The Winter's Tale um, and Cinderella that Christopher Wilden did. So he does kind of puppetry, stage effects, all sorts of things like that. And he's done the puppets for this. And they were really impressive. So I think that's part of the thing that I was most excited to see. And I don't know that much about Japanese puppetry in theatre, but it, it, it you saw the puppeteers. That was kind of part of the style. Is there was a whole cast of puppeteers that wore black, and they came on at the beginning and put their veils over their face. They wear like a black gauze veil, and they do the puppetry often on wires that you can see or on the end of sticks. So these dust sprites that are in the girls' houses, they're like these big fluffy black balls of dust that move around and they're on the end of these big long kind of wire tentacles that the puppeteers are moving around and although you can see them it is really effective Mm -hmm. and there's a really funny bit with some chickens that again are just on the end of these long sticks on the floor and they're just these big fluffy chickens but with the sound effects and then pushing them around those bits were really funny and entertaining Mm -hmm. and Totoro was amazing the way they did that. So when you first see Totoro, they've got him the kind of size that he is in the movie and the actress. So the two young girls in it, I should say, are played by adult actors and she actually climbs up on top of Totoro and sits on his belly. He's that massive. And the whole puppet head moves, his tongue comes out of his mouth, he roars, he snores, like all the fur on him shakes every time he roars. So things like that were really, really impressive. However, our large Totoro actually malfunctioned on the night. I went to a preview, I should say that. So mm-hmm. I'm reviewing a preview, not the not you know, it's not it's had its press night a week later. But our big Totoro, which was two people high, so there was someone on the back of him that was like on someone else's shoulders effectively, it malfunctioned and they had to do a big show stop, which was actually quite exciting. Like all the stage hands came on and they had to bring the safety. But it's quite down. fun seeing the behind the scenes like yeah. being broken and you're suddenly like, oh this is all the people that are working behind what we're exactly. watching. Exactly. And the way they did it so quickly, because it was obviously a safety thing because there was all these puppeteers working on this big massive puppet. Um and then they got the show up in like 
10 minutes maybe and they said that they did a funny announcement saying that Totoro's understudy medium Totoro which is a smaller size puppet which I assume they have in reserve came on and did the rest of the show so we didn't see the kind of larger version of him again but that was actually all right because I'll tell you what my issue with it and why when you said that you managed to get a credit voucher for your ticket that you can come to. I think that's really good that the Barbican did that, by the way. They're not like, okay, well, you can't come, or we've moved your ticket. They were like, here's a credit. Well, I think because it's a sold-out show, they must have really been able to resell your ticket quite easily. But what I will say is that the pacing of the movie is quite slow, because it's very much about the beautiful animation. They do not mind doing a slow, establishing shot where they just hold on, look at this beautiful animation, and the Look at this leaf blowing down the street. Yes, and the music by Joe has... Hisiasi is very sort of wistful and beautiful and a lot of time is focused on that. Um, it just felt, some of the show's pacing felt incredibly slow mm-hmm. and Joe Hisiasi's music is being played live. So I thought this was going to be a musical. It's not a musical. It's the music from the film played live. A live school. And sung with a, a Japanese singer is singing some of the songs in the film that have lyrics. That's cool. Sometimes in Japanese, sometimes in English. Was It was really nice. Mm. It's just sometimes it was too slow. Certain scenes, I'll give them credit. I was sat on the side slips of the circle. And so we did have a side on view. So there was one scene where she's chasing the dust mites away. And they're slowly going up into the night sky. And I think if you had been sat in the centre of the stalls and you could have seen the silhouette on the moon that I could kind of see a slip of on the stage with the singer singing, that might have been a lovely, slow, beautiful shot. But for me, I was like... This is taking so long. And in between scenes often, there'd be a pause, then the stage would slowly revolve and have the next scene. I'm like, no, get the music going while this scene is ending, bring the next scene in. It just had a... The pacing was too slow. Rory and I both felt that. And that was a shame. It's two hours and 45 minutes long. Not a short show. No, and it is a kid's show. I'll say that tonally. It's kind of aimed at kids. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just was surprised at how slow some of the, some of the pacing was. Some of the dialogue scenes. I'm like, you've got the live band here, and the whole point is to celebrate the score of the film. Can't we underscore this scene mm-hmm. rather than have this quiet dialogue that's quite stilted? Uh, yeah, stilted. Mm-hmm. So that just felt a shame because some of the puppetry was really fun and magical. The the bus that people who have seen the film will know from the film. It's a giant cat that's also a bus they like climb inside it's a cat with eight legs no like 16 legs that flies through the sky it's that kind of film it's that sort of whimsical like why is there a cat and it has big laser beam eyes that was really impressive how that came on stage it was like fully illuminated it was huge it sort of worked around the stage so all the magic in it was really good it just I don't know why it was 2 hours 45 minutes but I will say this is for people who know the film okay and that's why it's sold out I'm glad that I I'm glad that I didn't get it because you've never seen it I've never seen it and I don't think this would have made you think I must watch that film Mm -hmm. there's a reason this show has sold out because people are diehard fans of the movie they've bought tickets to go and see this I think if you love the film you kind of have to see this because it's like it's live on stage. It's an adaptation of a beloved work. Why wouldn't you try it? Why wouldn't you see what they've done with it? And I think you'll find so much to enjoy about how they brought the film to life. Just think it's such a shame that the pacing is so slow in moments. I'm kind of glad I've seen it, like I said, because I'm not a diehard Studio Ghibli person, but I liked My Neighbour Totoro, the movie. And I'm kind of glad that I saw an interpretation of it. It's just not, you know... It's just not the. It's not the new Matilda. Oh, 
Yeah. RSC, sorry. But a bold attempt, and some of the puppetry was really impressive. Seeing May up on top of that huge um, Totoro was pretty cool. Okay, so that's My Neighbour Totoro by the Royal Shakespeare Company and the original composer Joe Hisiasi. It runs until Saturday, the 21st of January, 2023, at the Barbican Theatre. It is currently sold out. However, like I said, there are tickets for today and tomorrow's performance, so it's not fully sold out. It seems, obviously, people like you sometimes have conflicts and tickets get returned. However, £140, I just don't know. Doesn't sound worth £140 But if you can get a cheap ticket, maybe, and if this is your life, this movie, then obviously you've probably already got a ticket. But yeah, it's sold out until January, so not really one that I can say go see. And even if I could, I wouldn't say run. Mm-hmm. run to see it I'm not like spend £140 nah. sell your soul nah. you need to see this no 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 okay and let's move on to our final review now then another show that you took Rory to that wasn't amazing <laughs> well I actually really like this show so let's do that well up top we've already got the drama we've got the conflict <laughs> This show. I just do think it's funny that he doesn't go to the theatre very often, and the two sh- most recent shows that you've taken him I to, see, yes, and not like shows that he's like, you know what, I need to do this more often. Not like um, Come From Away that he absolutely loved and was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, we should see more things. Yeah. However, he has, you know, but he does appreciate. He's found things to kind of like and find interesting. Like my neighbour Toro, we had a really good like chat about it. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about it a lot. Yeah. So, but yes. So our final show then that we're going to talk about is The Band's Visit at the Don Mar Warehouse in Common Garden. It opened September 26th, 2022, and it runs until the 3rd of December. And it's based on a film that this is a musical. It was on Broadway a few years back. I think I saw the Tony Awards performance and thought, oh, that looks good. I think it won like the Grammy for Best Musical Theatre Album. So this production has just opened. It's the band's visit. It's music by David Yazbek, who did Dirty Rotten Scoundrels that we quite enjoyed. We did. Music and lyrics by David Yazbek. And this is based on a film. The story basically is there's a... Egyptian police band. They play um, sort of traditional Egyptian music. They're a police band that have been invited to the, is it like the Arabic Cultural Centre in a town in Israel somewhere called Betatikva. They arrive there, they get on the bus. It turns out they've gone to a very small town that has a very similar sounding name, but this town has no cultural centre. It has absolutely nothing. And they basically, they, there's no other bus out, so they have to spend the night there before heading on to where they're actually supposed to be. So obviously it's kind of a meeting of cultures. And they're taken in by a, ca- a, a restaurant Israeli, owner, aren't they? Yeah, a small Israeli village. And the restaurant owner, um, what's her character's name? The restaurant owner is called Dina. She says, stay here, we'll put you up. She, Some of the guys in the cafe, she says, you, you'll put some of these musicians up for the night and you'll head on in the morning. And then throughout the night, we follow Twifik, was he called, who's the leader of the band. He, She takes him out for the evening. Some of the other musicians, we follow their stories. So we, we basically see what happens to them over a night. At the beginning of the show, it says, what does it say at the beginning? There was the little surtitle that says... They were like, this story's boring and you wouldn't have heard of it anyway because nothing really happens. Yeah, it says you've probably never heard of this story because it's not important, but it happens sort of thing. And that is exactly how I feel about the show. Me too. And I think that's a good thing. <laughs> no, I, good. That's what I really like about it. So we just spend like an evening following these people and their lives. I thought the music, it was very... It's not important. It's just seeing what happens in an interesting situation with... I agree that not all the characters is as interesting as others, 
but I kind of liked it. I thought the music was really nice. I thought it was, it felt, and we should say there's live music played by the band. So some of the band from the band's visit, some of them act more and some of them sit at the back of the stage and are clearly the professional authentic musicians yeah so sometimes like if you if we were looking at a story or or like something happening between a couple of characters they'll be in the back but they'll be like sleeping because it's happening through the night and i'm thinking wish i could go to sleep did you really find it boring yeah i found it quite slow as well whereas i think i was fully engaged basically throughout i didn't love the storyline with the two um, musicians who went and stayed with a couple that were kind of arguing i didn't really feel what the resolution of that story was supposed to be other than, you know, they, I don't know, that one didn't hit for me, but I thought that the main storyline, I guess, of the captain of the band and Dina, I I really, and I think she's the star of the show. She's called Miri Masika and she is an Israeli singer. I think she's, um, I think she might have been on a TV singing competition, but she's released albums. And so she's like, she had an amazing voice. Oh, and, and such, I, thought I actually thought, yeah, I actually thought she was really captivating, and like the 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 bits with her in it, I really enjoyed. And an interesting I she was a really good actress, well. and yeah, she like was an interesting female role. She wasn't like a like she wasn't like the saintly woman who ran this cafe, took them in. She was like flawed. She was sleeping with a married man. She wasn't. But she wasn't presented as, you know, some loose woman that needed yeah. saving. I thought it was like a complex And she was teaching him betrayal. things and she was trying to like show him her life and everything. Yes, and he slowly opened up to yeah. her and I kind of really liked that gentle pace and I thought the music was nice. Didn't you really like her song that she did yeah. the, about Omar Sharif? That's the one they did on the Tonys that kind of I thought, oh, this is nice. I like this. Mm. I really liked the music. Mm. I didn't really like it. I mean, I don't think I'll listen to it loads, but I think within the piece, for me, it felt like an indie movie on stage. And that's kind of sometimes just what I'm in the mood for. And I think at the Donmar, it's the perfect setting. I don't know if this would work in a big West End show. It's You're quite, so right. It was an like, indie movie on stage. Yeah, it's just intimate. It's not important. It's just like a nice story. Some great actors, some great live musicians playing you know, Maybe Arabic I just wasn't music. in the mood for it. Maybe it's like yes, when you do watch an indie film and nothing's really happening. Yeah. And sometimes you go... Are we enjoying this? And then you yeah. just switch it off. You're either going with it or you're not. And, and I just I don't think like... I was going with it. Like if we have to say there was no interval, which I love. An hour and 40 minutes. An hour and 40 just minutes. Like a indie movie. Yep. All the way through. But had there been an interval and you'd have gone, I'm not loving this. Do we care what happens? Should we go home? I'd have been like, I mean, we never leave anything. Yeah. But you know, it. I would have probably been like, yeah. Well, yeah, but that's part of what makes the piece great. I think they knew that. That it's like, this is just one night this situation, all these people have been thrown together. I just sort of, yeah, I really liked me. There was just, there were a few bits, like I said, that couple that I thought, you could have trimmed this and made it an hour and a half instead of an hour and 40. But I was fully there for it. I really liked it. No dancing, no big numbers. No no big numbers. That's not, it's not that sort of show. And I was totally fine with that. I just and I think her performance was amazing. I really, really liked. I agree. Mary Masika. She and was I brilliant. think the actor um, who's called Alan Aboutable, who played—I probably murdered that pronunciation. He played um, the captain of the band. 
I thought he was kind of stoic. No, but everybody had in it layered. was good. I'll say what I said about Pippin. The work itself, I don't like. Just don't okay. like that story. I like. It's I like I'm it, sure everyone in it did the like best it. that they could, but I just was. It did not it hold kind of my funny. attention. There were a couple of bits of comedy that were a bit slow, like the yeah. phone. You were saying afterwards that kind of phone booth bit where, the where guy he kept was him like, dialing the number and he's watching him do it, and yes. he's like keeps on looking at him every time he puts a number. And I thought the comedy of this that is a feeling a bit laboured. Yeah, you're right. You're right, but I. For me, I just actually, I thought it was really I'd forgotten good. about it before I'd even got home. We only paid 20 Such good value for money. Yeah, the Don Mart is such good value for money. You we have a clear view of the, the stage. No one's head's in front of you. Like, it's really yes, well. Yes, nice hides. We're, yeah. in the, we're in this first circle on the sides. Yeah, it was great. A few tiny moments missed right on the edge of your side of the stage, but nothing that you're like, what's going on? No. Um, again, though, this show is sold out. Another sold-out show. It's a tiny theatre, so there's not many seats. However, if every single morning at 10am they release tickets for the performance seven days later, so if you go on a Wednesday morning at 10am, they'll release tickets for the next Wednesday's show. A limited number of tickets. That's great. Um, yeah, in all price bands, apparently. So there's, there'll be like a little range of tickets available. So you can still get tickets to this one, which is really good. Don't bother. Um, see, I would definitely say, I'm not going to go around to everyone going, oh my God, you must go see the band's visit. But I think for someone who likes, this is like a musical play. It's a, it's a musical. It's got full songs, but they're not, like you said, there's no big dance numbers. This is like a kind of a quirky little play that has some live music. I really liked it. Mm -hmm. So it's a recommendation from me. Oh, stop it. It is. Okay. Just because you didn't like it. I, I actually liked it. I mean, it's had good reviews. It's had good reviews. Yeah, people, people have enjoyed me. it. Some like five starers. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think it's a four starer from me because it's yes, it's not. But I think yeah, it's not an important story. The, it's just a listen, story. The women, the two women it. next to us, loved it. So I really liked it. The band's visit. The best way to get tickets is to go 10 a.m. each morning um, and try and get tickets for the following week of that day. So it runs until, when did I say, the 3rd of December 2022 at the Donmar Warehouse. That's the band's visit. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I did. And I really didn't. Yeah. I know, just horses for courses. Um, so until next time, not sure what our next shows will be. We do have Newsies coming up at some point, which I'm looking forward to. The new big Me Disney too. musical that's opening um, in that new sort of purpose-built theatre in Wembley somewhere. I think we did a top tip. Go back and find that a couple of episodes ago. But until then, thanks so much for listening to another episode of Theatre Club Podcast. Sorry we've been away for so long, but you know, it's, it's the sort of podcast where you just, oh, there's a little surprise. There's a new episode. <laughs> nothing for weeks and weeks and then boom you open your spotify one day and there it is just a little surprise so thanks again for listening to third club podcast bye goodbye